I did have another thing that I liked was um, I did like when um, Kirk's like, tell me about this comet. And he passes literally to Spock a book called The Book of Comets. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Abby. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Paul, and welcome to 3 to Beam Up. Today we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 14, Balance of Terror. Okay, you guys. So, do you want to know how this episode inspired true love in my life? I have a feeling we're going to find out whether we want to or not. (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) This is, and this is a true story, this is the episode that I showed Aaron, the person I am dating, hi Aaron, on our very first date. I mean, that's a choice. There are, there are better episodes. There, there are better uh, episodes. There are also better first dates. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, there is no better first date than watching Star Trek. Also, me and Aaron met while I was wearing my Star Trek science dress. I just want you to know that, which is what initially attracted him to me. Yeah. So really, my Even though entire... he'd never seen Star Trek. <laughs> no, he'd seen Star Trek. But he said I was very cute in it, and I just want you to know that Star Trek has greatly influenced my love life, and it's this episode that I credit as my award-winning first date for us dating. Now you know. I don't know who I feel more sorry for (laughs) in this situation. (laughs) You're a bad person. We we know this. This has been established. I'm glad you have an emotional kinship with this episode, Chelsea. <laughs> I do. I like Balance of Terror. It happened to be the episode I needed to watch that week to make extra credit for my students. Um, and by had to watch, I mean that I had for my students. This first date is getting worse and worse the more <laughs> you talk about it. I have... Yeah, it's like, sorry, I have to write a lesson plan. <laughs> so we're going to watch Balance of Terror. <laughs> that- that's a okay. I guess I guess it worked. So great, but also sure, sure. Yeah, I didn't write the questions during the day. I think uh, I would not put it past you. I, know I you. might have. I can't remember. <laughs> okay. On all right to 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 move the subject from Chelsea's love life, um, and back to Star Trek in general, uh, and this episode in particular. <laughs> I had I knew what this episode was and I remembered it being good and I but I didn't remember specifics about it but I as soon as the opening started I was like oh no it's this one this one is so sad (laughs) (laughs) it really is a very sad episode also even if you hadn't seen it before um you just know based on that opening like this is not gonna end well for that couple yeah, it's it uh, could. They could have bookended it, it, it happy. They could have, they could have ended okay. with the marriage. They could have ended it there. Yeah. And then said, Hey, like sometimes 
you know. Life gets interrupted by being on a starship. Yeah, I need, yeah, exactly. Well, I read on Memory Alpha that that is how the British version went. Oh. Did, did you read that, Abby? I missed that. No. I oh, missed that completely. yeah. Apparently, in the British version, they um, fired on the ship at the end, blew it up, and then the wedding went as per- as planned. That that changes the episode a whole lot. Right? Humany <laughs> Christmas. I mean, uh, it doesn't change it that much. Well, but it changes the tone of the ending a lot. Like, because sure. the, the, whole, sure. the whole episode is a little, you know, a little bittersweet, a little bit, like, you know, almost futility in the face of danger, like a whole bunch of stuff. And I kind of feel like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say I like the ending, you know, sadness for people, but I mean, I do like the ending. It's a good ending. It's, it's that, you know, I, I really like the, the woman at the end just being like, I'm okay, Captain. And she goes back to work. Like it's, it's kind of nice. I, I don't know. Uh, I like it too. And Kirk's just left with a survivor's guilt. Yeah. Well, he just yeah. has that all the time anyway. I, I could see it being a good episode either way, I guess is what I'd say. I like it this way. I could see it the other way too, though. I can see it ending the other way. I just don't think it's as powerful. I don't think it's a strong episode that way. As as strong. I'd have to see it. I think. Mm. But well, now now that we got that that bookend out of it. Yeah, um, true. Although I do want to say one more thing that their relationship is questionable because he is her commanding officer, and that is uncomfortable. But okay, (laughs) now we can move on. I thought of that too. We can move on now. Now that I've brought it up, we can move on. (laughs) Can we also say that I did like the wedding ceremony? I liked um I liked it in general. I liked the discussion of two people getting married and in accordance with lots of different beliefs. Yeah. That was very progressive. I thought it was nice. It was nice. Oh, and actually, about the wedding ceremony, it is also the almost the exact same speech that Picard gives for Keiko and O'Brien's wedding in TNG. As an homage. It's lovely. I thought it was really nice. Because there's also a wedding, at least one in Voyager. Right? Yes. And is there one in Deep Space Nine? I don't know about Enterprise. Oh, there's several. I haven't gotten far enough in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah, there's several. Uh, But. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, yeah, these are like the words every time. Yeah, I don't know about Voyager. I also don't know that it actually is true that ship captains can perform weddings. (laughs) I don't know that that's actually accurate. I mean, it is in like, in like, in water ships. Is it though? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that that's true. I didn't look no, it up because it I up. don't know that that's true. Yeah, if you get married on a cruise ship, the captain marries you. Yeah, but I don't know that that's just because he's a captain or because he has actually been ordained. <laughs> yeah, see, Google. Thanks, Google. A ship's captain generally does not have the legal right to officiate a wedding at sea. <laughs> In order for a captain of a ship to perform a marriage at sea, he must also be a judge, a justice of the peace, a minister, or an officially recognized officiant, such as a notary public. Yeah, bingo. I'm reading the same thing. Okay, okay. All right. Hey, shit faces. But can you look up (laughs) when that changed? Because that was not always the case. It definitely used to be the case that just a captain could marry people. Um, I don't know. I don't know that that's actually true or it was just in fiction because it's convenient. No, I swear yes, I've read this no. in historical documents. I I I don't know about any of this. I, I don't have definitely know read true. historical documents about I don't people know getting married. Any of it's true. I hate I you mean, both. Fictional documents, no, right? No, like in like in my research, I mean, I've read about people getting married huh. at sea. I swear. Well yeah, but legally <laughs> 
I don't know. They got married on a ship and then they were married. I don't know. I I have questions about all of this, but I'm glad that I'm correct. Generally speaking. However, I can perform marriages. So (laughs) I am ordained. I know. And I want that in my life. It is amazing. And I have done it twice. And it is my favorite thing. I want to marry people all the time. Hey, listeners, if you're getting married and you would need an officiant. (laughs) Contact Abby. Abby will also do it on a ship. Yeah, I mean, I could do it on a boat. It would be fine. We would just have to make sure that it was legal because some states you have to like register as a minister and stuff. Some you don't. It depends. Well, also, so I'm, I'm, you can I'm serve a lot pe- on it. Pepperidge Farm cookies. I'm sorry, this is just an idea. <laughs> I'm reading a lot, and it seems that they can make an official entry in the ship's log, which then people started to market, and authors took it over, it looks like. At least my cursory reading of what happened. All right, maybe. I so, am incorrect, although I don't like that one bit. Yeah, you never do, but 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 you are incorrect. <laughs> I, I mean, listeners, listeners prove us wrong. That would be great if... Listeners, you know, yeah, do we have any historians out very, there? If we do, and you could get back to us, read. that would be fabulous. Very cursory read so far. But only if you're anyway, going to confirm this episode, me. <laughs> this episode is about, um, yeah. well, what is this episode about? That's, that's the question. Well, it's about the borders of the neutral zone and um, like a Cold War mentality and about like this essentially... Uh, anti-bigotry metaphor and the idea that enemies could essentially be friends and are very similar they're very much more similar than you know the people sort of creating war might have you believe at least that's what i took from it yeah i'd say i followed some of that yes Um, some of it the neutral zone thing is really weird especially when they show it it's like oh boy like Earth has these outposts way out there along the neutral zone. And then Romulus is, like, right next to it. Like, how bad did Romulus lose that war to get the neutral zone <laughs> that close on their to doorstep? Their right? They would never have allowed that. To ha- like, unless their empire is, like, a planet. Um, and that's not probably not an empire. I thought that was a really bad um, way to put that map together. I love that map prop. Can I just I say like that? I like the prop. I like <laughs> the prop. It's a pretty good map prop. I do I say just that. It's, well, I think it's like, hilarious. I just think it's great. It's like beautiful uh, uh, art. But also, again, isn't space 3D? Sure. <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> but we had to represent it two-dimensionally because the 60s. So it's just a regular map and it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> You could say that the, all those things have it been was collapsed like, to a plane. Uh, an aerial you just took away the Z space vector. view. Okay, okay, I'll buy it. I like the aerial space view. Oh dear. Um, I also uh, I like the sort of initial Kirk speech about the Enterprise being expendable. You know what I mean when I say like. I don't like it, but I sort of like it. Uh, no, I don't get that. Oh, like Wait, I think what? it's very interesting. Okay, you could have said interesting. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Um, and then also with regards to this opening, Styles is very angry. Yeah, okay, I had a question about this. <laughs> I am very confused by Styles as a person because here's the thing. Okay, so apparently the the war with the Romulans was like a hundred years ago. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Um the wor- World War One was a hundred years ago. One. Yeah. I I know I have 
I have family who fought in World War II. I most likely have family who fought in World War I. I don't know. I'm not that into it. But I am not emotionally invested in that. <laughs> like, I, I find it vaguely interesting. I, you know, I would be a person who is, you know, works in a history field and would be like, huh, super cool, interesting stuff. I'm going to take notes on this and do some genealogy research, blah de blah Well, uh, he is angry. Yeah. He is angry about it. It yeah. was a hundred years ago. It doesn't make sense. Especially in a war that was so um, limited in scope that um, that they never saw a Romulan. Right? Yeah, right? It was very confusing. Can I, I add to this? Which is that I'm a historian who does actually study World War One, and I too have like never even looked to see anything about my family in World War One. And like this is my time period. This is what my dissertation's on. And I just yeah. <laughs> like I just I never met the you know the family members that ostensibly fought in World War One. I'm just knowing my family history. It is very likely that there were military folk at that time, but. I, I I just don't understand the visceral anger at the other side. Like, I understand. Like, I, I'm mad at the Germans circa 1917. Sure, they were kind of awful. But, like, I'm not, like, super mad and prejudiced against current Germans. <laughs> like, Yeah, and then the thing about him saying that they have spies on board made no sense either. No, it did it's not. Like, it did yeah, not. I, mean, have, no. I was going to ask if that sense. made sense to you guys. <laughs> no. No, it made well, none. None of styles made to... sense. Okay, all right. I think the one thing that does make sense to be mad about is that Outpost 2 and 3 have been destroyed with a great loss of life. Yes. Sure. Sure, be mad yeah. about that. That's fine. I'm fine with them being mad about that, but he wasn't mad about no. that. No. And that's like the one upsetting thing that happens. Yeah. So what is the Romulan's plan in destroying these outposts? It does not make sense. No, it does well, not. Because I had that question too was, what what no, was yep. the plan? <laughs> well, my basic read would be you go in, you blow these up, and then you retreat across. And they never see you. And then they don't have outposts anymore. That could set up like an invasion fleet or something across a neutral zone. That You could sell that as a plan A here. little bit, but also... Like, but that that kind of is asking for conflict, which I guess they're a warlike society, and that makes vague sense. But like, Why nobody seems years though. Yeah, 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 and nobody seems to want to get caught. Like, they they have to get caught red-handed violating the terms of the treaty. I, well, I, and furthermore, uh, their commander is like very divided on whether or not it's a good idea. By the way, when he first showed up on screen, did you think, Dad! Oh, Sarah. Yeah, I did, yeah, of course. Because we just watched Journey to Babel. Yeah, I also had that. I'm just like, especially and when... And my first when... thought was like, wait, is Sarek undercover as a Romulan? And it's like, no, these are just totally out of order. And... Yeah, because we watched Journey to Babel first. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I also, yeah, I have, I literally have the note, Dad! Yeah. <laughs> Classic. It was great. I liked it. Well, I know we've talked about this before, but I have another question, which is once again, how do view screens work? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Huh. Oh, man. Apparently, they just have like floating cameras or everywhere something. on a ship that like. Like, what are they tapping into? All the time? Yeah, nobody knows. Oh, no, it's no, no. That one is so dumb. That and why does, does the ship not sense? know that they're ta- being tapped into? Right? Yeah, right. There should be sensors. They can go invisible, but they can't tell if they're being spied on. Like, it's a problem. Also, 
they can track them while invisible, right? They track them yeah, all over the place while invisible. In later series, they can't. No, in later yeah. series, the Romulans are like nowhere, man. They're... Which I'm fine with that because they get the technology better. So that makes sense. But I don't understand. Yeah. Like, what are they tracking while they're invisible? I mean, output, heat ship signatures, output, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It was, it was, it, 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 the episode is inspired by, like, submarine movies, and yeah, that uh, makes uh, a lot of sense to me, because, you from know. From what I've read, from what I've read, it is inspired to To the point of plagiarism, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To yeah. Like, I was being kind, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I've not seen uh, the, the two movies I talked about. In no, a, in I haven't either, but it certainly reminded yeah. me like of Hunt for Red October. Like, Well, and a lot of these things make a lot more sense when you're talking about a submarine. Oh, for sure. Um, because you could track to some degree, but it would be out of your reach, essentially. Right. Um, you can't fire on it in any direct ways and uh, you're trying to get it to surface then you can see it and those sorts of things make a lot more sense and you could also say it's trying to sneak like behind your lines and you're trying to protect them blah 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 um so i think as a sub movie this would actually be pretty cool pretty cool and exciting Um, yeah well the other thing with the cloaking is that kirk once again takes way too long to catch on to it Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot like uh, I did really like though how they kind of set up the the opposing captains. I really liked how that was done. Yeah. It was really cool. The characterization was awesome. I like how they kind of respected each other and it was especially at the end and Well, that's what nice. I meant. Like they were setting them up to be these very similar people despite their opposition of sides. And one of them really likes Rome. <laughs> a super lot. I'm already tired of how much this series just loves Rome. It's like, <laughs> come on. Roman Shakespeare, but the Shakespeare carries over to the latter series. The Rome yeah, doesn't Shakespeare's as much. Yeah, Shakespeare's fine, too. I mean, yeah, just so much Rome. There is a lot of Rome. There's And in, in ancient Greece. A lot of Rome and Greece. Yeah, Greece and Rome, right? A lot of, I clump lot them of, together. A lot of Greece and Rome. Yeah. Yeah, the Romulans. I mean, I, I also want to know who gave them those names because the planets are Romulus and Remus, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, I think they only. I think Remus is only ever talked about in um, what Star Trek Ten. I don't know. Um, I believe that's the only place it's canonical. I, I, that, that movie is barely canonical. Well, so. yeah, but here's the thing: they still mention it in this, and I, I just okay. It seems did the did did the Federation name them that? Oh, that's okay. Like, so yes, yeah, uh, so that's how uh, I interpret that is that like through the Universal Translator we hear Romulus, yeah. but that they're saying something else. Mm. Just like how like when the they're Universal... in the Delta Quadrant and other species, the Voyager, and they're in the Delta Quadrant and other species refer to that quadrant as the Delta Quadrant. Like that doesn't yeah. make any sense. Why would that be the Delta Quadrant to them? To them, that's got to be the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> But, but that would be a lot of liberties to take with a proper noun. Right? Especially for Although, I mean, the, the way we change country names in English. Yeah, that, so, see, I mean, that doesn't that. bother me. I, that's what I think it's like. And then the translator is just translating it. I guess that's a thing. I can get, I, I can accept that, I suppose. I still, I, I'm not completely on board, but I'm slightly more on board. <laughs> well, then, let's go into the next part. So, then... Okay, they, like, destroy the outpost, right? And then this next part, Kirk, like, is going to, like, sort of hide in their shadow and just follow them. Is that right? Yes. But they know he's there. Kind of. Yeah, they know ship's back there. 
And then they're like, oh, well, our sensors say it's just a ship that looks like that's doing stuff like us. <laughs> it's like, so why wouldn't you turn around and look or something? I don't know. It's, I don't know how they're, well, I guess I did they kind of explain it as like they they really, when they're invisible, they really don't have anything. They can't do anything yeah. else. That's what I'm wondering. So they can't you know, put they, up they, view screens. They can't do that kind of stuff at all. They're running life support, right? Yeah. They're running other things. They're running engines. So if they were to take engines offline and put their sensors on, uh, presumably the engines take more power than sensors. In theory. That yeah, but they sense. don't do any of those things. So who knows? I I don't. I don't, I don't know. It, it was... There are many. It's sounding like I don't like this episode, and I really do like this episode, and I think it's good. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's just there are things in it that I don't understand, like why the Romulans are there in the first place, and like uh, how things work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. I also don't yeah. really understand why when they fly into the comet, and they're like, "They're flying into the comet. This is our chance." I'm like. Okay, you have matched wits with this captain, and you have already kind of stated about how like crafty and awesome the captain is. And you think they're gonna fly into a comet while they're invisible on purpose? <laughs> Do you also like the relative size of a comet in the space they're talking about? Like, why would they? F well, I think they do make a case, right? They they say like, oh, flying into a comet would be great for science or something, right? Um, but. Either the comet is intersecting their path exactly, right? Because comets yeah. move. Um, or they're going out of their way to fly in. Right. Both of those things are questionable. And if I'm Kirk, I'm going to go like, if they're flying into that comet, it's on purpose and they have a plan. So I am not going to follow their plan. Like, it's very confusing. I okay. don't. If it was I'm... a nebula, right? If it was a nebula or something. Yes. Right. If it was a nebula, then I think I would be okay with it. Yeah. I'm glad but others found comment. this military strategy questionable. I did with my <laughs> with my super <laughs> military strategy knowledge uh, that I don't have. I yeah. found this very questionable because it didn't make yeah, sense. Was... I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks this. All right. Well, can we talk about the part where you see the Romulans for the first time? Sure. Because first of all, I love they do a close-up of everyone's expressions. I think it's amazing. And I love that they stay on Spock for like five minutes and he is just like so annoyed. <laughs> it is I don't fantastic. know that he's annoyed. I think he's like he's like fascinating. This is I I think I think Spock's like cool. This is gonna be sciencey. Well, and, and then can we also talk about the next part where Kirk has a lot of good moments in this episode, and one of them is right here where he talks about uh, two spiles leaving bigotry in his quarters and there's no room for it on the bridge. Yeah, that was a good line. I did like that line. He, he does have a habit, though, of having these people on the bridge that are unhinged. Yeah. And then just being like, <laughs> being like, get your act together, but keep working. And they only show up for the one episode, like, with the race they're unhinged about. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's perplexing. I don't... And, like, they're such high-ranking officers that, like, he came to, like, the briefing... But yeah, which also didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so what? What? So they have the briefing. What is their plan? Right, I could kind of buy I Romulan's plan. I don't know. They don't have one. Like it's because they have them tracked. They could just be. They also have this like phaser random fire or something. But they know where they are. 
They know where the ship is. Yeah. They don't have to like do a burst pattern. Yeah. <laughs> they could just shoot them. Right. I don't I don't know, which is kind of well, like Sorry, was was the issue like the part where Spock is giving that speech about how the hard material was crumbling? Are they scared of the ship? Where did they get where did Spock get that sample? I don't know. Too, was it space? From the... <laughs> is it from one of those st- the outposts yeah okay so he got it from space somehow and then they're scared of it because they can like melt the super hard metal well it, they didn't necessarily yeah i mean i'm not gonna get into the metal metallurgy of it <laughs> which may weird. or may not make sense <laughs> no it, but um they have some super hard metal and it, it, they've made it brittle essentially it, it but yeah, this seems to be a radiation weapon. I don't know. Could be heat. But somehow be, they can't hit... It's a MacGuffin, you're right. They can't hit the Enterprise later, but the Enterprise hits them successfully Boy, every time. Let <laughs> me tell you, that chase, that slow speed backwards chase, like, they have warp, right? They, could... <laughs> <laughs> they also can spin. They could go like... Okay, imagine it, right? You're in front of me walking towards me, and I'm walking backwards, and you're fixed on a straight line. I could just turn a little bit <laughs> and then be off that line, right? <laughs> the fact that they don't just bear one degree left, right. one degree to port, um, why not? I know. And then, None of it makes much sense. I, I don't, I don't no. understand. I, I, I know neither of you play the video game Destiny, but um, no. there's, a, there's a, an attack in it, a Nova Bomb, that is exactly the same thing as this weapon. It just like slowly seeks towards you. <laughs> and, and the argument would be that this thing seeks towards you or something. But Yeah, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's like this episode is good as a whole, but once you start breaking it down, it gets really questionable. No. So I, the reason I think that we think this episode is good is because it introduces the Romulans, right? So it's in... Well, and Mark Leonard is really no, good No, I think the central the performances the are, good. are good. The central theme is good. Um, I'll buy that. I but... really like the anti-bigotry, and I really like the idea that, like, these enemies could have been friends. And yeah, I like but, the, I mean, at the like... end when Kirk extends aid. Yeah. No, those are good but pieces, that... but that's not, like... <laughs> that's, like, three minutes of the episode. Right. No, it's a theme that permit. Like they keep going back and forth between the two commanders and showing how similar they are over and over again. Similar in that they're both doing really dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, but, but they're mean, doing the same dumb things the, same that the dumb other thing. guy would yeah, have done. Exactly. Right. At the end, it's like I don't think I followed either of their plans. Right? No, I didn't no, understand no, no. any any plans. No, no none no, of the no. plans. So it's made like sense. it's not like well executed, but the idea is what I like. Well, anyway, I, I, we... I mean, frankly, it could have been. A, I mean, I want. I kind of want to go back and watch the sub movie that they plagiarized because maybe <laughs> the sub movie's really good. Maybe it makes more good. sense. Maybe it'll make more sense if we do that. Also, in the briefing room, can we just talk about how one Styles is ridiculously compromised? So I don't know why he's on the bridge, but I especially don't know why he's in the briefing. And two, they always are, right? Yeah, they always, always are. I know, I know. Plot, 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 plot. Season two. Bones is the best here. Is Bones in this episode? Oh my gosh. Am I, I the one it. who notices Bones? He's no, like the middle child that no one likes. I have I have a note that says there's a nice Bones speech. He near, is. Near he's, and that's what my board is for for this week, which I don't know if you guys saw. But he talks about, all he cares about is saving lives. 
and he's just he just does not want to go to war because innocent people are going to die. It's oh, yeah. very, very okay, bones. Yeah, yeah. That is a good bone speech. <laughs> nice and bone. Bones and Spock are just arguing. His Spock's like, no, we should go to war. And Bones is like, no, people will die. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Why am I the I only mean, huge Bones fan here? No, I like, I like Bones. Bones a lot. I like Bones a lot. I just, it, it's not a crux of the episode. No, right? no I'm just pointing out small things that I like because there's so many glaring, huge. I did have another thing that I liked with um, I did like when um, Kirk's like, "Tell me about this comet," and he passes literally to Spock a book called The Book of Comets. <laughs> And Spock pushes it back and says, dude, I know about comets. <laughs> I, I am a scientist on a spaceship. <laughs> I know what comets are. Guys, and like, who's, who's printing that book of comets? You know how quickly that would be outdated with interstellar <laughs> travel? So much. <laughs> it's, so it should be a pad. It should be a pad. Um, so, however, the comet a... looks really good in the remastered version. Uh, did it? I think I watched the remastered version. Did it have two tails in the one you saw? Uh, yeah, it's kind of blue. Like different directions, I meant. Because um, it didn't in... I mean, it's uh, <laughs> nerdy comet stuff, but comets have two tails, and they're usually not pointing the same direction. Oh, uh, did they know that in the 60s? Uh, they be- I, yes, they better have. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, one will face away from the sun, and one will face generally direction of travel. It's one of the, the burn-off. Comets are ice, right? So it's the burn-off from the, the sun. Oh. Fascinating. Science But if they were, at the point of, they were close enough that they were flying into it. Usually, right, one of them is much dimmer than the other. But um, if they're the point that they're, like, flying into it, should have seen two. Well, and in that comet is where the majority of the battle happens, where that poor Romulan ship just gets hit over and over and over again. It's true. I, yeah, I have nothing to say because it's just, no, no, it doesn't battle, make sense. The, All right, well, much, I will add something, which is this. Um, you know how the Enterprise is about to get hit by the Romulan weapon? Yeah. Uh, yes. Is Kirk and Rand hugging really the best position for impact? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they could have died, and we all know that in the first season, <laughs> Rand was supposed to be, like, long-haul love interest, and it didn't happen because men are terrible. But I... It, it was a thing. It was very 60s. <laughs> like, it was a very 60s reaction. Like, wouldn't it have been more useful to, like, alert the crew to brace for impact? <laughs> I mean... Sure. So, so uh, is, I, I don't know if there's that much more here, right? No, well, I'm mean, taking over navigation is cool. Yeah, that was cool. I, I was happy about it. Um, I mean, the performances are really good. Mark Leonard is really good. And yeah. the acting is is lovely. It, the performances are nice. I like them. And I think that's part of the reason why this episode gets as much traction as it does is because the performances are so strong. Well, I agree. Even between the three main characters, I mean, I pointed out the Bones, Spock, Kirk in the briefing, but also that nice scene between Bones and Kirk where Kirk is having one of those rare doubting himself moments. Yeah, it's an interesting choice with Mark Leonard, right? It, it paint such a different picture of how we would have interacted with tv back then um that like once it airs the the um company who produced it has all the uh, 
they're the ones who are the gatekeepers to you watching it again, right? Mm -hmm. And if they don't air it again, you're never going to see it again. So you can uh, today you would never do this where you had the same actor play someone in an episode. Yeah, unless was it so was pivotal a, to the episode. Yeah, unless and then it was bring them back. Unless it was a person. very specific choice. Yeah, or if it was someone who was you know heavily made up. I know there's people in um, some of the later series that like have tons of uh, prosthetics on. Yeah, um, and then they get reused, but that they're not the same. <laughs> it's much harder to tell. Yeah. They're the same person. Whereas Mark Leonard basically looks like Sarek. <laughs> Because yeah, exactly. Romulans look like Vulcans. Yeah. And also yeah. the other the, the actor that plays Decius is also a Vulcan in a yeah. mock time. I saw that he yep. Yeah, I saw so, that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So you know, they're just Vulcans all over the place. Maybe, maybe Styles was right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, guys, I don't know what episode we watched previously. Uh it was one of the first ones we did where it said that it was had the most casualties, but there were 22 here, right? Isn't that what Bones said? Yes, but I think the earlier episode, and I don't remember which one it was either, at this, right off the top of my head, um, it was, I think, on screen deaths. I don't uh, think it was, okay. I don't think it was, um, like, generally, like, there were lots of people killed because of, I think it was on screen, like, actual, like, yeah. people died. Uh, okay. Because this might be one of the most off screen. Yeah, there are a lot, I mean, multiple outposts and. Lots of oh yeah, stuff. when you start talking about outposts, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I hadn't thought of that. That's why off screens don't count as much. I think. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, just an Enterprise crew, at least twenty three died. No, just one. Oh, no, it but, was just but, the one. They got, they were no. injured. No, they were injured. They weren't. They didn't oh, die. Yeah. The Is only that one that died. Casualties. Yeah, yeah. Casualties uh, aren't necessarily deaths. They're they're yeah, yeah. they're injuries fatalities as well. Oh, guys, fatalities. I never knew that. Is, yeah. Did you never play Mortal Kombat? No. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a game? So you learn what fatalities are. Oh. No, casualties. Like war things. Casualties are injuries. Fatalities are deaths. Oh, yeah. never mind then. There's just the one. You are right. Um, I was going to say, though, a devil in the dark, right? Because off screen they say, what, how many oh, yeah, miners? Yeah, like 50 oh, miners. Yeah. Lots of miners yeah, so. die. Yeah, so dark. when you start looking at off screens, they just toss around numbers like crazy. Yeah, yeah that's true. Then it doesn't matter because you don't see them, so you don't actually have emotions about it. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, I also, I don't know. I think the other reason I really like this episode is just because the the painting of the Romulan commander, Sarek, um, like the, the painting <laughs> yeah, what of... what is his actual name? I actually don't <laughs> know his name. I'm pretty sure it's Commander Sarek. <laughs> it's Romulan Sarek. Yes. Are you talking... When you said painting, I thought you meant like the literal painting no. of him hanging on the bridge. I was, I was like, say, did I miss that prop? Like the gaining of the audience's sympathy for him. I really like that. It's it reminds me of Avatar: The Last Airbender, or like Harry Potter, like any good series where you really feel bad for all the so-called enemies. Yeah, except yeah, for Voldemort. Shades of Grey. So, yeah, except for Voldemort, who's super one-dimensional. But yeah, and also Bellatrix Lestrange, who's a monster. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, and Umbridge, <laughs> who is also a monster. Yep. And- <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the enemies in Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, you eventually feel bad series. for Draco. I did. And especially Snape. Yeah, I have mixed... I don't like Snape. Snape I know you don't. You're a bad person. I'm not a bad person about this. Snape isn't dick to children for no reason. Yeah. I'm on Abby's side on that one. I don't like you, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, So, if we're talking about 
Romulan, I think as an antagonist, we're talking about this ship captain, right? Because we've had plenty of these situations where we have like a species behind it. So we've got Romulan Sarek. We should probably and... figure out what his name is. Now I like Romulan Sarek. <laughs> what was his name? I really don't case... know. I was going to look it up. <laughs> I'm calling him Romulan Sarek. I think Sarek. I just, did I just close my off? I think I did, so I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll find it. It's fine. So I think he's down there with like Balak. Yeah. I think he's down there with Balak, right? Because he also has a ship. He also has, you know, tech. The big thing would be he has semi-invisibility. Oh, he doesn't have a name. He's just Romulan Commander. Oh, he's Romulan Sarek. Yeah, all right. Romulan Sarek it is. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the question is, like, if, if he had been the one to come across Balak, um, who would have won that one? It was a Corbinite maneuver we're talking about. Uh, I kind of think I I think Romulan Sarek would win because he's they're like a warlike species and and Balak isn't really. Yeah, didn't we didn't we kind of come to the conclusion that Balak was bluffing mostly? Yeah, he was super bluffing. So I think I think so they the Romulans just on him and been like, yeah, oh yeah the Romulans <laughs> are just gonna go in there shooting like there's no there's no peace in that they're just gonna be like you know what blow it up we're just although gonna... I don't know I gather that. Romulan Sarek is just like tired and sick of it. Yeah, but he's still gonna do his duty. Like he and they come across Balak's ship, they're just gonna be like, shoot now, ask questions later. Like they're not gonna <laughs> yeah, have a conversation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel really bad for him. Romulan Sarek or Balak? No, Romulan Sarek. <laughs> Balak, I've noticed well, before. Balak has that guy, right? At least that time they pawned off the jerk that was flying around that's true they got rid of him that was nice they didn't they didn't do that with this guy no spock saved his life oh hey can we go to costume (sighs) corner for a minute and talk about how the romulans were wearing hats because they didn't want to pay for the ears yes i saw that (laughs) i had that note too and i was like that is because i actually had the note early on that was like these helmets are so dumb and i hate them (laughs) and then i i kind of thought about it and i was like i wonder if they did that so they didn't have to do the ears and then i read on memory (laughs) alpha that was exactly why they didn't do it i did that that exactly played out in my head the exact same way (laughs) but i still hate them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but they bring them back in a muck time. They make the Vulcans wear them too. Hey, if it worked, you know. I mean, I guess. I just hate them so much. They're so stupid. They look like bugs. It's like they wanted them to look like ants or something, which is, I guess, a choice. But They wanted them to look Roman, right? They probably yeah. stole them from a movie uh, I thought that Rome. too, but yeah, they still look terrible. I don't they like definitely them. didn't make these prop pieces, right? These were on hand props. Something. They, they refashioned something. I don't know. Yeah, like a Roman Roman documentary. <laughs> Ugh. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it's, it is weird because I think, I mean, I do agree with you, Chelsea, that the basic themes of this, um, and I can't, now that I know that it is, again, a, a sub-movie <laughs> about the Cold War and Soviets, right, which all of that works, um, it's like I like that core theme, but it's just like a thinly veiled something else on top of that cold war message yeah i mean it makes um, sense for the time in which it was constructed I, I mean i think it's good now um but it does it has that soviet feel I yeah guess. yeah it definitely uh, does I, i'm just saying yeah, it definitely it's, does it's it's yeah i mean i definitely it's I, hunt for red october is what i yeah. think of because that's the sub movie that i know <laughs> yeah i mean it yeah yeah 
I mean, Red October is great. Yeah, it is a great You can movie. see themes, similar themes. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'll stand by that maybe this one is this one is has outsized fame because it's the entry in memory alpha when you say where did the romulans come from you say well balance of terror yeah and um, honestly the romulans don't change that much like they really, no. like there's a lot that is set up here that it, i mean it's the roman based civilization the birds of prey the cloaking device like everything is in this I was I forgot how much how much of the Romulan lore is set up in this episode. To be fair though, Romulans don't get much airtime. No, not in the no. original series. Well, no. there's the other TOS no, no, episode in... where Spock gets with that lady Romulan. Is that right? Yeah, Wait. we haven't gotten oh, yeah, to it yeah, yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um So there's at least one more Romulan episode. Um but they don't get used much in other series either, right? They get used a bit in tng a little bit um, they show up in ds9 they show up in ds9 more so because of the yeah. dominion War. right um but then almost not at all in voyager right no no they're in delta quadrant so they, they don't have any romulans and not are, are they in enterprise i think they are but you don't see them because yeah, i don't know well you couldn't otherwise yeah, yeah. otherwise it would <laughs> right? like, doesn't make sense yeah I don't, yeah. It's a problem with prequels. Yeah, as much as the Romulans kind of loom large in the, you know, mythology of Star Trek, they don't show up as much as the Klingons, as much as the Borg, as much as, you know. Yeah, I think Klingons are much more interesting, right? Because they do flesh out, they flesh out the society level. Well, if they did more with the Romulans, I think that they could be interesting too, but. Sure. Well, and it probably, it probably is all about Worf being on uh, the Enterprise, right? Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. If it had been a Romulan, then we would have fleshed out Romulans. Well, I think that the, the that Romulans said, are so. just too similar to the Vulcans. Yeah. They are very well, there aren't similar. Vulcans in TNG uh, uh, either. Yeah, I mean, it's like... so it's maybe just isn't as... Because it's sort of, from what I'm remembering of that Spock and Romulan commander episode, like a, several things are sort of fleshed out. The differences between Vulcan and <laughs> Romulan society and where they sort of split off and such and... And no, yeah, it is. I'm also remembering the TNG episode. Doesn't Spock go undercover in TNG to Romulus? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, to find his father, I think, who was also undercover. Ah, Romulan Sarah. Right, oh, yeah. That, right. <laughs> it's a two-part. That's a cliffhanger at the end of maybe season four. I was going to say four, too. So let's go with yes, probably. Anyway, this episode. This episode. <laughs> we're, this, we've run out of uh, we have gone in the weeds episode. a bunch this episode. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much to talk about here there's yeah there really isn't i mean there is but there isn't i don't know i, I like don't know it. yeah i like it fine it's, i like it it's, it's fine. not a bad episode it's just it is very loosely threaded and as soon as you start to poke at it it starts to fall i yeah. agree i just I, yeah. I like the central themes a lot and i like that there are a lot of nice moments for kirk for the enterprise and for the federation they really they do essentially the right thing i think a lot of the time which is not always the case <laughs> well the federation doesn't do anything right the joke at the end is that it took like a whole bunch of hours to get a message back and they're like yeah do what you want yeah, <laughs> yeah which is sort of it's weird because it seemed like such a big deal before but whatever yeah yeah i thought that was unnecessary it was, to have a yeah. message come in late but Agreed. whatever whatever man oh well <laughs> i'm i'm done i'm done with bingo? it yeah let's play bingo <laughs> wait did we rank the power yeah, yeah, we uh, did. It's above Bailock. 
I think we're, that's what we we're Wait, saying. Wait, so right? where's the top of where the, is he below? Uh, he's the top of the the like sort of regular humans. Okay. Um, the next step up would be you start getting into like spore plants and vampire clouds. Yeah, which yeah, I yeah. That, didn't no, even no, mention because no, no, I I no. don't think he would. Okay. All right, care. I'm good with that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The only clarifier I have for Bingo is: is there a Kirk speech? Is is Kirk? There's speech... a bunch of small Kirk speeches. Yeah, but does it really like the closest I came to was Kirk's talk with Bones? Mm. Like, and I'm not sure it is. I don't know. To me, a Kirk speech sort of leaves you with all the feels, and I got that several times. See, to me, a Kirk speech is like a declamation in the middle of a fight that he's like, (laughs) this is why we do things. Either either has to walk toward camera or the camera has to walk toward him. Yeah, that's true. It's very fair. All right, can that be our official line of That's how we decide if it's a Kirk speech. (laughs) If Shatner moves or if we get a close-up. Just to be on a step. Take a step down. Anyway. All right. I, I, so we didn't get bingo, right? It's got to be, right? E- e- or Chelsea, what Oh, I, there's absolutely no way ever, if for any reason, we ever get bingo. <laughs> <laughs> there's just not enough tropes in this one, I feel like. No. there. I also felt that this one was especially low on tropes. There's uh, a bridge shake. <laughs> a lot of bridge shakes. And some good ones. They get flung around like little rag dolls in that bridge. Abby, you're looking at the card as if we might have bingo. Like, the whole card is just filled with bridge shakes. Just... <laughs> yes, yes, I pulled the one card that the only Five one bridge is, is bridge shakes. <laughs> well, I'm voting no. No, 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 no. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no, we super didn't. It was, <laughs> there were no tropes in this episode. Like, there, the, the bridge shakes, there are, there were the very obvious recurring actors. <laughs> <laughs> um and the romulans okay, show up which you know at least great. it was better than kirk's brother right um, yeah definitely <laughs> um and uhura does say hailing frequencies open so you know oh, there's yeah. there's a there's a few uh, but they're definitely there were four it was not a I feel like Bones definitely could have drank during that. He could have, and Spock never says fascinating. Like it really with with the Romulans showing up looking like Vulcans. He never says fascinating, (laughs) which is just upsetting. Would have been a great spot for it. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just sad. So yeah, we super. This was this was a very low cliche episode. But oh well, it happens, man. Someday we'll get Bingo again. We've done it. It's happened. There's tropier episodes in there. Yeah, there are super. We haven't gotten to Tribbles yet. Like, I have oh, high I hopes for Tribbles. tribbles. <laughs> I have high maybe hopes. Maybe we'll draw it. Speaking we'll of, speak do you want to take off the hat? <laughs> yeah, maybe we will draw Tribbles. If we draw Tribbles, like, I might, like, wonder about the universe. Like, I don't... <laughs> oh, I see it. It's a top hat. His little emblems on it. <laughs> You've got to give it up, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I am not giving this up. <laughs> you never will. Not not ever. It's going to no. be a thing for all of time. <laughs> yeah, see, things don't get old with me, which is why I'm so charming. Oh, guys, we are staying in season one. Yay. And we're going to visit the 1960s. Because we're going to go Tomorrow is Yesterday. Oh, man. (laughs) The Enterprise is thrown back in time to the 1960s Earth. (laughs) Someone with the fighter pilot, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It totally is. Yep. 
So we're we're gonna hang out in the swinging sixties with the Enterprise crew. This and is gonna be great. Be... Oh, that's a that's a DC Fontana episode. Awesome. Sweet. I usually like those. I'm excited. Uh yeah, so we're we're next time listeners, uh watch tomorrow's yesterday before listening to us. Or don't. You can just listen to us. That's fine too. We're not gonna check. We are uh, awesome. <laughs> but uh don't forget to follow us on so your social media of choice uh twitter is at beam three instagram three to beam up uh the facebook page is three to beam up like us there make sure you're subscribed so we show up in your podcatcher whenever we upload stuff aka whenever paul uploads stuff uh and we will see you next time with tomorrow's yesterday